It's time to rock and roll! Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Movie Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host, Universa. Hey, how you doing? It's I'm been doing, a while. It has been a while. You've been busy. Mm-hmm. I've been busy. I'm about to be busier. Mm-hmm. So the Hangouts will be, will be taking a little backseat, but you'll still get yeah. uploads. And you're going to have a lot of fun stuff to, to talk about. Yeah. You won't even know we're gone. Frankly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We, we have a guest with us today. Uh, Allison Tercero, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm, I'm chilling. I'm here on this lovely Saturday morning. Yeah, no, no, no. It's Monday morning. It's Monday morning. It's Monday, <laughs> Monday morning? Oh, yeah. shit. Okay, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> don't don't okay. talk to them. <laughs> no, it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. I, I always just open up with a it's morning even if we don't record in the morning so some yeah. people were like what was that like it's like three in the afternoon <laughs> like but um yeah we just it's upload in the morning so that's the only reason i do that cool. uh, but how are you tell us about yourself uh i am good um i am a longtime friend of gene um his godmother is my aunt so We've been, like, been adjacent to each other, and then we mm-hmm. started becoming friends um, when we were like basically adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am an animation student at Cal State Northridge. Um, I'll graduate this semester, and I like to do visual development and concept art. Um, so you guys talk about movies. Um, I love when I watch movies. I'm eating up like background design and like prop mm-hmm. design, and I'm judging <laughs> heavily. <laughs> Um, which is something I'm a little excited about today because I really loved, uh, we're going to talk about the movie for today. Like was in really enjoying a lot of yeah. effects and design that went into this movie. So yeah. same. Yeah. Uh, we're here to talk about evil dead rise and kind of the whole evil dead franchise. Mm-hmm. Like we're going, we're going to cover a lot of bases, but, um, yeah, I'm also excited to talk about that. That's super cool that you're about to, to graduate. So congratulations on that. And, um, yeah, I have like no background in any of that. It's just oh. like, you know, I barely just went back to school for screenwriting. Like Gene and I were doing it before, but I was like, I should probably, I, I need a little more discipline. Let me uh-huh. help myself out really quick. And it has helped. Um, so, you know, it's not, school's not for everyone. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is for people. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it was yeah. for me. Uh, not to put you on the spot. Has it been helpful for you? Um, yes. Yes and no. Um. I am a big believer in school is not for everyone, um, or at least school is not for everyone immediately out of high school. College is not for everyone immediately out of high school. I feel like a lot of people, myself included, would have benefited um, maybe working out of high school rather than going straight into college, uh, because I don't think I have a particularly unique experience, but I actually like failed out of college my freshman year of college when I was 18. Um, so I just wasn't ready. I didn't have any idea of what I wanted to pursue. I wanted to be an engineer. Um, cause I was like, I like math. That's, that's engineering. Right. Um, and I kind of floated around for a while until I finally met some like amazing mentors at the JC I was going to. Um, and I feel like, uh, the bulk of my improvement happened at that community college. Um, and then at that point I was like, okay, I might as well get the stinking piece of paper that says I did something um so I decided to transfer to Cal State Northridge I've been here for three years um 
there's a whole conversation to be had about funding of certain departments in different schools, mm -hmm. which also is not to the benefit of a lot of students. Um, like I have a life drawing class right now that is literally an upper level life drawing class and we don't have a model most days, which, <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just draw from pictures. Um, but I think it's helped me have a more efficient workflow. I think I've improved in that since I've transferred. Um, it also helped me realize that I do really enjoy character design. And um, in that, I also have decided that I want to improve in visual development. So that's kind of my like next year project independent cool. stuff is going to be trying to improve like my color theory and um, my ability to do like capture keyframe moments uh, for animation and movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Can't wait to see uh, mm -hmm. what you cook up. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess we could just hop right on into it. Uh, yeah. As as the guests, I'll let you go first. What was your experience with Evil Dead, like, as a whole, before we get to Evil Dead Rise? Uh, I grew up, um, we had the VHSs for Army of Darkness. Mm. And I want to say Evil Dead 2, not original mm. Evil Dead. Um, I think I saw Evil Dead 2 in its entirety like one time. Uh, but in my house, horror movies were not off limits, no matter how young you were. Mm. So I was watching like Child's Play at like four years old. Mm. Um, so Army of Darkness was something that was kind of on repeat in my house. Uh, so we, every time it was on TV, we would just sit and watch it. Sometimes we would just put it in the VHS and we just sit down and watch it together. So, uh, yeah, my younger brother and I love that movie way too much. It is yeah. hilarious. It is just the right amount of horror, especially if you're just trying to get some friends into it. Um, and it's just such good, cult, dark comedy. It's, it's hilarious. I love that movie so much. Um, but I could not tell you anything about the original Evil Dead. I actually went and I watched it this week because I have mm. never actually seen the first, the Evil Dead. And it's such a disparity between the first Evil Dead and then Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Yeah. I feel like Evil Dead, the Evil Dead is much more comparable to the most recent remakes, Evil Dead and Evil Dead. Yeah. They're very much in the same vein and probably basically the same movie, just better budget and better production value. Um, but I love all of them. Um, and then uh, my younger brother did have the Evil Dead uh, Fistful of Boomstick game, oh, the game PS2 yeah. when we were kids. So I, rem game. I distinctly remember him playing that. And it was also kind of a really, like uh, Bruce Campbell was voicing Ash in the game. So he had all of his signature lines and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's my experience with Evil Dead. I just, I'm obsessed with Army of Darkness. <laughs> Yeah, for a while, Army of Darkness used to be my favorite. It's still, yeah. I mean, I, it's I also still up there. It yeah, really, yeah. Is. I still love them. Um, I'm glad you brought up the thing about the first, like, original Evil Dead, because mm. I, I think people forget that that movie is like, like, it's a straight horror movie. Like, it kind of yeah. has a reputation for being campy because it's like so low budget, <laughs> and, and that makes it kind of goofy. But like, I find that inspiring, and I think a lot of other people do. Too, yeah, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Sam Raimi steps leaps and bounds, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he really does like sort of redefine like what you can even do with a camera. Like maybe if not the mm -hmm. genre, like the the ability within that genre to tell like a story visually. 
And then everyone kind of latched onto Evil Dead 2 as like, mm. oh, this is what Evil Dead is. And it's like, yes. And I, Evil Dead 2 is my favorite. So I'm like not yeah. in disagreement oh, yeah. there. For um, sure. And then, but when the new ones come out and they're more serious, right? Uh, it's like, I, I think people are like, forget that's how what? it started. Yeah. They're like, where, how did that happen? And it's like, well, no, it's been there since the beginning. It's, yeah. It's, it's always been there. Um, Gene, how about you? What, how, how did you evolve with the Evil Dead franchise? And, People know we love Sam Raimi, so mm. we don't need to get into all that. Like we could go on, we could go on a whole thing, you and I. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know how you actually started watching Evil Dead. Yeah, I think it was a late bloomer. I guess probably watched them in like college or so, because the uh, first one was on Netflix. So I think I watched that, and then gradually started watching like Evil Dead Two on cable, and then uh, Army of Darkness. I sought out and everything. So. Gradually kind of uh, watched all three of them. And then probably the first one I watched was the 2013 one, which is, uh, I think, pretty great. Yeah, that one uh, doesn't get talked about too, too much anymore. But that one's still pretty good. With yeah. today, Alvarez. Yeah, he's doing Alien next. So yeah. everyone sends me updates on the new Alien projects because they mm -hmm. just, everyone knows now. Um, so that made me happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um. Yeah, I guess I'll just say for me, like, I was also a late bloomer when it comes to Evil Dead and Sam Raimi. When I did first see it, I was like, no, his Spider-Man stuff's more for me, right? Mm -hmm. And as I got to appreciate horror, because I didn't watch a lot of horror when I was younger. I was a scaredy mm -hmm. cat. Um, and and my, my parents were more strict on, like, what I could watch, like, when I, until I was, like, a teenager. And then by that point, you know, I hadn't seen any horror movies, so whenever I saw, like, uh, Dead Silence or something, I was like, that was pretty spooky, but I liked that. Then I got older and found out no one else liked that. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. That sounds um, great. I'm yes. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I eventually grew to like as you and I got more into trying to make stuff and mm -hmm. um, just getting more comfortable with the process and seeing how things are made. And I was like, wait, <laughs> let me go back to to these scrappy little independent films, you know, and then Evil Dead. You know, I, I love it, but I didn't really appreciate that first one, even until like a couple of years ago, like as much as I should have. And then Evil Dead 2, just, you know, immediately that's like, oh, yeah, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life. Could mm -hmm. not begin to tell you how that movie works, um, like at all. But like in the best way, like I just don't understand how it keeps up the momentum for like 90 minutes straight. Um, crazy people. Right? Yeah, crazy. people on drugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so many drugs. I uh, loved Army of Darkness because, like, I'm a fantasy guy. So, you know, like, Lord of the Rings, like, I watched that trilogy countless times, right? Uh, even to this day. And so Army of Darkness, I'm like, oh, I, I see. Peter Jackson started that way, and then he makes Lord of the Rings. Sam Raimi starts that way with the splatter-happy stuff. and he, But he brings it to the big-budget area. Yeah. And um, I still really want to see, like a hardcore big budget evil dead and we'll get into like mm -hmm. where the franchise could go after this because i don't think that's off the table considering how well this movie's doing yeah um and yeah and then i saw the 2013 one and i actually like was avoiding it for a little bit because i was like both it was it was like being billed like the scariest movie of all time uh -huh. I don't know if you, you both remember that in the marketing Vaguely, or anyone yeah. out there does. I vaguely remember it. Yeah. I remember people being like, it's going to be brutal. Um, mm -hmm. And we hadn't had like a brutal horror since like, I guess, like kind of the Saw franchise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that so, had just like died out. Like a couple yeah. Of years like before. brutality was just out the window, which is like not always a bad thing. I, I definitely, 
I, I appreciate brutality in doses, but uh, the yeah. the re I loved the remake. I actually yeah. went to go see it uh, on the midnight showing, so oh, ooh, it was nice. a theater full of just like Evil Dead fans because that's the only people that would show up to this movie for a midnight showing when midnight showings still were like relatively close to midnight and like yeah. 11 yeah. Um, and I remember like people were like cheering and like going like ooh and then at the very end when mia like fate can i curse on this yeah 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 you're fine, okay yeah. cool you're when cool. me when mia effectively like face fucks the demon with the chainsaw and you're just like fuck yeah let's go mm-hmm. it was great it was awesome you were cheering for her the whole time like there was never a moment where you weren't like hoping for her to make it out just like with ash and the original evil deads yeah so yeah. I, I I loved that movie. I'm glad I got to go see it at midnight. I'm surprised. I'm I'm like bummed you didn't get to have that like little <laughs> little co- like uh, experience with a bunch mm-hmm. of other people. But I hope you liked it when you got to go see it. I did like it. I didn't love it. I <laughs> like it a lot more now. I really okay. do. Like now, I, I, again, that's something I can appreciate with like the filmmaking. Like you know, they when they cut off her hand in that one too because it's an Evil Dead movie. Mm-hmm. They save that for the, like basically the very end of the movie. Yeah, and when they do it, this is why I like this movie a lot. Because when they do stuff that the original does, it's never just like they're doing it, like in coverage or something. Like right. just to get the shot. It's like if you're gonna cut off her fucking hand, here's a fucking. I'm gonna call Jeep it a just landing zoom. on top of it. <laughs> yeah, like she has to rip this thing out. And then the camera just like fucking body slams into the mm-hmm. image, basically. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, this is this is kind of the shit right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's so much blood. It is the goriest. Evil Dead. It might be like the goriest movie. Pro- yeah, ever, like there's budget, so much blood. There's yeah, so it was, much. I think it was the goriest. Um, but I think Evil Dead Rise ends up being like more brutal. Like, yeah, I don't mm. like. I I like. It wasn't as overtly gory, but the original, like, like a evil the 2013 Evil Dead. I loved every minute of it. Um, it was just the right amount of creepy. The actress Ramia killed oh, yeah. it at the Jim, Dead Eye. Oh my oh, god, yeah. she was great um we'll never see her in a horror movie again oh sorry one more time oh i said we'll never see her in a horror movie again (laughs) oh yeah probably not oh uh, hey hey hold hold that hope i think she said she doesn't want to or something i I, I feel like if that's your first and only horror movie acting experience that probably takes a lot out of you not everyone is bruce campbell (laughs) it was that and don't breathe which i saw recently on a plane and that's like that's an interesting movie. I think it's still good, but yeah. Yeah, also yeah. brutal. Uh, it's, yeah. it's brutal as fuck. I yeah. love it. That is a disgusting, kind of, vile film. Yeah, it's kind of nihilistic. <laughs> it it might be too much. And I get yeah. if someone watched that, they're like, especially because of certain things that yeah. are at the end, there's some factual violence implied mm-hmm. and a- attempts made, right? And if that's too much for someone, they're like, fuck this movie. Like, I yeah. totally get it. That one is... It yeah. maybe crosses lines. Well, um, and, and same thing with sexual violence, because uh, mm. that's a thing in the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's oh, the like, first one, yeah. Oh my god, the first. So I, so Mia, it's it's a little more, it's a little less overt, but it's very heavily uh, indicated that like she is being raped by a tree. Um, yeah. Like you don't see it overtly, but you you know it's happening, and. 
I remember that happened in 2013 Evil Dead, and I that that physically made me be like, ah, oh, yeah. I don't know it's if I want to sit through this anymore. Right. I'm glad it's, I did. The rest of the movie was amazing, or at least I really liked it. But I just I'm so tired of that trope. So when I went yeah. to watch the original Evil Dead, and you see this whole actual branch, just with camera go, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, which which Ramey says he regrets. He <laughs> some interviews, yeah, he's uh, well, some interviews, yeah, he has said he regretted that scene. Which, to his credit, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was glad in Evil Dead Rise that rapey sexual assault mm -hmm. elevator wires wasn't a thing. Like, yeah, was it still brutal and like bone breaking horror, sure, but like took out took out the brutal rape, which was yeah, you and I just. It's not that much. It's really not that much, but it makes a difference. Oh, yeah, it, it totally does make a difference. And, you know, I, I think we're just at a, a point where I think rightfully people are like, you know, if you're going to, if that stuff like that's going to be in a movie, it needs to be handled with care. Yeah. And um, there's very little evidence of it needing to be in more Evil Dead. I think we all got it out of the way. Yeah. Um, not that it needed to be there at all, like, you know, Gene mentioned with Sam Raimi saying that. And I find it interesting that, like, other filmmakers like even like john carpenter who doesn't have like sexual violence in his movies right. um but like you know assault on precinct 13 the, the little girl gets shot and he was like like now he'll talk about him like yeah that was a little intense i don't know i i probably wouldn't do that yeah <laughs> like, right now so it's interesting to hear like the old guard kind of be like when they were so much younger making movies 40 years ago or whatever they're like yeah i think i was just trying to get attention mm -hmm. and it's like it worked um but it's cool that you acknowledge that that's what you were doing. You know, yeah. like you get older, you learn a little. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Lee Cronin, director of Evil Dead Rise, is a younger fella. I think he's only like 35, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, he's only made one feature film before this Evil Dead. Well, Fede Alvarez only directed Evil Dead. That was his feature film. Yeah. And then he started getting features after that. Um, and Lee Cronin, I think, also has the juice. I think every Evil Dead director has the juice uh what do we feel about evil dead rise it's, it's been out for a week now at the time of this recording mm -hmm. i've seen it twice same yeah i'm going a third time so i liked it, try to see it. in case yeah. that wasn't clear <laughs> I'm gonna try to see it again too yeah. same same i was actually i was almost gonna go see it again yesterday um so i could have it fresh but then mm -hmm. um school <laughs> have to prioritize getting stuff done yeah totally old stuff for sure yeah but i do want to see it again i'm definitely for sure going to stream it once it's on um hbo max i guess HBO which max. where it was oh, supposed yeah. to go yeah yeah it was supposed to be a straight to hbo max like feature and Crazy. the fact that it did really well in the test screenings but then be like oh i guess we'll just put it in theaters then yeah so, way to go holy crap and holy crap yeah good for him yeah because I, I can't imagine watching this at home it's kind of like when prey came out and i was like we watched it in a theater and then was like, how do pe regular people enjoy this movie? Oh, we watched it. The whole family, like literally it oh, was good. the entire Tercero gang and all of our significant others crammed together in our living room watching Prey. And it was great, but mm -hmm. it was a bummer because we were just like, damn, this would be really nice to watch on a big theater yeah. screen. But um, yeah. yeah, Evil Dead Rise was... It's, it's the first time in a very long time a horror movie has actually made me gag. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, what scene? I'm curious. The now. eyeball. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know what it was about the eyeball, 
like her biting it out and then spitting it out Ooh. into like the brother's mouth yeah and rather than subsequently like choking on it um which after watching the original evil dead i was like oh that's a shout out how cool um <laughs> but i i like actually gagged next to my younger brother who i went to go see it with and he was just like are you are you okay and i was like yeah <laughs> i that that caught me off guard of all the things that could have gotten me i don't know why i guess choking on an eyeball is rough <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well it is super rough because it's like it's just in the realm of reality enough to be gross and just out of yeah. the realm of reality enough to be like hey that's kind of funny yeah this one kind of i think attempts to ride the comedy line more than the 2013 evil dead and that's not a criticism of that one i think some people don't like that just outright they don't want evil dead to be straight based serious uh, I, I think that movie's also got funny parts too though i, I think it's kind of underappreciated for what a crowd pleaser it is um this one definitely goes for like outright like laughs like you got the deadites kind of making more gags yeah um i don't know staffany is just like an inherently funny concept you know the staff with the little the doll head on it like which i guess was like an actual inspiration from lee cronin's niece like oh okay. yeah that is some that is some stuff that's a like real oh, kid he, would come up with 100 <laughs> percent. like that's totally like that, that's perfect he totally comes from like a horror family um that that was that was cool to hear uh, i want to shout out just really quick his first movie is called hole in the ground you can watch it on the internet i don't know mm -hmm. um i used what was it it's i don't think it's streaming like anywhere specifically but Darn. you just like rent it it's good yeah. it, it, he made it for super cheap want to um, check it out yeah, it, it's. I'm not gonna even describe what it's about because it's just going blind. Um, no, it's not wacky like this. Mm -hmm. It's much more dour, but um, really impressive. And uh, I, I'm really interested to see where this guy goes next. He's doing some movie called Thaw, which is like, it's basically about a, a climate change horror movie. Mm -hmm. That's kind of all okay, I know so he, about it. He is a horror guy through. Yeah, and he's through. a horror guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And on um, the other show I do on this podcast, The Retrospectives, uh, my buddy Matt and I, we've talked openly about, like, who are the next horror guys, you know? Because we're in this big transitionary period where Guillermo del Toro, he's got his roots in horror, obviously, and he's not anti-horror, mm -hmm. but he's more of a fantasy director. Yeah. Um, Sam Raimi can't seem to get other stuff made, except oh. for a Doctor Strange sequel that we liked. Yeah, but, um, or, or like, know, like himself as a director. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike producing. Flanagan's a horror guy, so there's one. But, like, who are the new horror guys and i think we're gonna start seeing more people like lee cronin pop up where they're like no this is like my bread and butter this is what i yeah. want to do <laughs> i'm not interested in anything that costs more than 50 million dollars mm -hmm. and i'm not interested in any straight face dramas like let me just fly my freak flag high you know and that's where i feel like um if we're talking about like horror directors uh david sandberg um yeah 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 like i i remember absolutely loving his short horrors that he would do with his wife mm -hmm. in their apartment um and some during was, covid too yeah well pre-covid during covid and then he came out um with lights out yeah right before covid and it was everything he wanted it to be from the short film that he originally that inspired it that he created um, and now he's doing Shazam and Shazam 2, which Look. like I love that for him. That's amazing. Yeah. He is maybe really not Shazam 2. <laughs> maybe not Shazam 2. Well, maybe but... not Shazam 2, but yeah. I haven't seen probably it. not. It's not good. <laughs> not to... I haven't seen it. I oh, okay. barely I haven't even seen Shazam. I just know it was received. Oh, yeah. Well. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
I'm excited that he's getting budget and demand to make movies. I also, a small part of me is like, I want you to make another horror, another another small budget horror, because what? you have such like a heart for it. Well, like, you'll be even happy Animal to know. Creation, the Animal series should have just was not great across the board, but mm. Animal Creation was actually like out of all of them decent. And I largely think that's because of him and his ingenuity to get certain shots or to make certain effects or ideas work even on like a smaller budget. Yeah, I mean, you'll be happy to know he said like after Shazam too, because like that movie was finished for a year. Um, I, I'm assuming it was a little hard to make uh, for even outside his jurisdiction. Like I, I'm sure, you know, he, he's a he's a piece in the machine. He's not the driving force in that franchise. And I, I love the first Shazam. I, I'm a big yeah, defender of that movie. Um, uh, but he has said like I'm gonna go back to horror for a while. Like I, that's I'm good. Not, I'm not really <laughs> doing anything else. Yeah, but, I get um, away from uh, the changing state of the DC universe. Yeah, well, They're I mean, just no superhero one... movies in general. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no one's going to care about the the changing DC thing in like two years. You know, they're mm. hyping up like, oh, it's this new interconnected universe, and like people stop caring. Like, sorry, like the Titanic's headed toward the iceberg, and we all see it now. Uh-huh. And it's not even that they got untalented people. This is all I'll say about this. We can go back to Evil Dead, but like, it's sorry. just sorry. It, it's just mm. going. It, it's over. Like, sorry, mm. this the next thing will pop up this decade, and uh, Mario movies. that's another titanic iceberg situation (laughs) but i feel like i'm titanic and the world is the iceberg but anyways Mm -hmm. um evil dead they should do an evil dead in the snow that there Mm -hmm. you go that's my that's my segue back to it okay see you know (laughs) what actually uh, one of the lines i appreciated from evil dead rise was um in the recording um which with his little bruce campbell cameo oh yeah um there yeah. He's there. He's there. He's somewhere in there. Um, and he's right. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. the one that's right. Um, I really liked the very small line that's just in there where it briefly says one of three volumes of the Necronomicon. And I thought that was a neat way to a like not just dismiss 2013 Evil Dead because mm-hmm. they're not at all related. There's no correlation. There's no timeline there. Um, but I appreciated like, oh, there's an implication there that there could also be another Evil Dead that's maybe removed from this one. Um, maybe not a like Evil Dead cinematic universe situation, hopefully not, but yeah. I liked that implication that we could get more Evil Dead movies, um, even if they were just a streaming uh, or even a series. I haven't seen Ash versus the Evil Dead. I've heard it's very campy. Yeah, but it's I good. A horror dead Evil, Evil Dead like limited series, that'd be kind of cool. Mm. yeah um gene actually got me on to ash versus evil dead um mm. and I, I only caught it after the show ended so i, I didn't get to ride yeah. the, the hype wave but um yeah it's super fun it definitely is totally much more evil dead 2 army of darkness mm-hmm. um because that's but, where it falls like it's like 30 mm. years after or something right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um but I, I think it's fun as shit and i think it's really uh actually really well written um bruce campbell i think has some of the best material of his career the supporting cast is fantastic um yeah totally worth checking out if you're an evil deadhead um i i guess let's, let's focus on evil dead rise and then we can go back to like because we can go all these different directions from where we <laughs> can go from here no no yeah, no, no it's totally can. fine mm-hmm. um yeah, that's not a negative at all um i guess i we should just say spoilers i'll just get yeah. that out of the way too because yeah. like if you you should go watch it i think we all agree at this point watch yeah it. yeah, yeah um, let's go watch it <laughs> I really like that they just like 
they said like we're not going to just do the cabin in the woods again like that's been done already twice Um, or three times now yeah three times times if you count the show yeah yeah um and it's like you know you you kind of done everything you can with that already so they just get it out of the way in the first five minutes of this and then uh you get the greatest title card sequence of like the last decade Mm -hmm. it was so good yeah yeah that was so fucking awesome oh my god (laughs) Did you guys, so I'm a, I'm one of those people when I watch a movie, I like to try to figure out how it's going to end. Um, so I'm obnoxious to watch movies with, but um, that, oh, that first title card sequence, I loved that they perfectly mimicked the entry or like the, the floating camera movement from The Evil Dead, the very first one, mm-hmm. over the water, drama. almost like shot for shot. Some of the like branches are placed, placed very similarly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really loved that same opening, um, but then also I definitely, as it was finishing, I was like, "This is the actual end." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted to right. well. I was right. like, "This is the actual end," and I even like I, I turned to my brother and I was like, "I think that's the end." Like, I don't think this is how it's gonna start. And then when yeah. we like, transition to like a random hole in the wall battle, of the bands or like rock concert, um, in urban LA I'm like okay yeah that that makes sense yeah but it, it's good that they put it at the beginning to get it out of the way that we're not mm-hmm. going to be in the cabin of the woods which thank thank god <laughs> yeah. and then too like they do that uh the kind of uh deadite shot where it's like the camera's like falling and everything but it's a drone I thought that was like pretty cute I thought that was really, really cool. I thought that yeah. was really hilarious. Um, also, the, the camera movement on, um, oh my God, she was in there for like five seconds. I don't remember her name, but the, the dead-eyed girl at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, the the very dead-eyed thing of like, you know you know she's going to wake up. Oh, yeah. But then I didn't expect it to immediately just toss you into brutality and watching a girl get scalped. I was like, oh. Yeah. We're going right into this. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. There's usually more of a buildup. Yeah, it, this one just they wanted to like hit the ground running, and I will say the one criticism I do have is that I sometimes feel it has a little start and stop pace where it's like oh, it's escalating, yes. escalating, escalating. Okay, we're calming down. Escalating, yeah. escalating, escalating, calming down. And I feel like none of it is like I I really love this movie. I I prefer it to 2013. Um. I would put it up there like with the better modern horror movies like of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um and it is just so much fucking fun to watch in a crowd. Like it's yeah. such a great time. Um but I do like at both times I've seen I do feel the little like the fits and starts yes. once like post elevator scene, right? The movie I think should be kind of escalating gradually until the big build up with the the meshing of the deadite bodies and stuff like yeah. that. Which is like a Cronenberg sort of the thing reference to. Yeah, it's, it's a little uh, it's a little thingy. Yeah, um, some yeah. some Rob Botten uh, effect style stuff going on there. Yeah, um, it's interesting. There's also a, a The Shining reference. Oh, the elevator. The elevator, and then to like there's a camera, there's a camera shot where it's like Jack Nicholson banging on the door in The Shining where they look up at him. They copied mm-hmm. that shot, so that's interesting that there were references to yeah. other movies in an Evil yeah. Dead. Movie. I mean, I to me, the, those work because they're not just like, like no one even talks about The Shining, right? Like they're they're reference shots because they're effective, mm-hmm. and it's like if you've never seen The Shining, it's like those are just effective images, and I'm like, yeah. thank God, yeah. 
I, I don't need the kids watching The Shining and then <laughs> the mom being like, are you watching The Shining? And then later do Shining shots. You know, that's, yeah. that's what a right. lot of movies did last decade. And I'm like, you're not, it wasn't clever the first time. Yeah, it's not. You coming in at the end of the decade is not more, any more clever. You know, it's just yeah. like effective images. And I think that's why I like this a lot too. It's just like, what is the most effective thing you could do? You would change the location of an Evil Dead movie. Mm-hmm. It's in an apartment now, right? So yeah. you don't got the trees to like begin the possession because that's what's been and happening. You don't the have the endless woods for you to like run off into or anything like that. You, it's it's very claustrophobic. Yeah, um, like which was there. great. Like you, you get the cabin in the woods feeling, and somehow still feel even more isolated, even mm-hmm. though you are literally surrounded by hundreds of thousands of people. Like you mm-hmm. are so alone in this apartment building. Um, and I thought that was such a good scene placement and setting for the Evil Dead series. And it just yeah. makes it that much more impactful when you're down in the garage and you're just staring at the streetlights outside the mm-hmm. the drop gate and you're just like, come on. Yeah. 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 Don't, the only thing I would criticize is I love that it was a new location, but like I couldn't place where it was supposed to be in the city. Like it just felt like it was just, is it supposed to be like downtown or I whatever? I think it's supposed to be downtown because that's yeah. what downtown looks like. Yeah, like, it's yeah. a very um, old downtown apartment building. Although, okay. um, and the idea of LA just, you know, demolishing really old historic mm-hmm. buildings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised, like, how much, like, I, I guess meat was on the bone of the narrative, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, it's not super in there, but, you know, it's the yeah. idea that, like, hey, they're, they're like, fucking poor. Yeah. Um, the... The, the the kid goes down into there to, to look for stuff to sell to help their mom like they're an idiot because it's like here's a book made of flesh covered mm-hmm. in cockroaches like it's a dumb horror movie thing but like endearingly right yeah. it's like it makes sense that it's like oh there's like it's altruistic it's not like yeah. i'm gonna like i actually love this in the 2013 one where there's like all these signs like hey don't fucking read this book uh, flip the page no really don't read this book <laughs> but that's page. like the evil dead yeah. thing that's oh, the yeah. evil dead formula is a dumb man gets the thing and does the thing while yeah. everyone else around them is saying don't don't do the thing yeah put that thing back where it came from or so help me <laughs> and i loved poor danny poor danny i yeah. the other like ash's friend in the evil dead uh mia and her brother's uh nerdy ass friend in 2013 evil dead i didn't feel bad for them i was like y'all are grown adults come yeah. on like be be smart about this but danny's like a teenager like mm-hmm. he yeah. is a teenager super young adult just trying to do right by his family i think he's the oldest he's supposed to be older than bridget um and so he, if anyone has a grasp of what is actually going on with like his mom's situation, with their financial situation, maybe even has an understanding of what's happening with his aunt, like you see this and it's like a combination of, I want to see if I can find something that'll help our family. But then also this is a thing I really, really enjoy and it allows me an escape from like the realities of the situation that my family is going through. So I want... I to indulge in this thing mm-hmm. like no like yes all the signs are there don't touch the things don't pick up right. the recording <laughs> oh that's one of the things I love too is I I love 
in Evil Dead movies, they have to explain like how the passages are going to get read, right? Like yes. the first one, it is the cabin of the archaeologist or whatever, or a anthropologist who finds it so he can read ancient Sumerian. Mm -hmm. And so he recorded himself reading ancient Sumerian and that's how the words get read in the movie. Um, that's probably one of the things I don't love about the evil dead 2013 is that they just happen to have a friend that can read ancient Sumerian. Yeah, very convenient. <laughs> <So> very convenient. <laughs> um, but I liked that in evil dead rise, they go back to the logic of the original evil dead where someone else is reading the passages and has recorded for prosperity posterity. Um, and so that's how it gets read out. So it makes a little more sense. It doesn't make sense how this, the vinyls and the book got into this bank after, like, because it doesn't sound like anyone lived after mm -hmm. the initial readings 100 years ago. Um, so that's a little bit of a break in, like, continuity or how it got mm -hmm. there. But I appreciated how it got read out, and it's a little bit of a homage to the Evil Dead that it's yeah. like written. But also, I felt so bad for Danny. I was just like, oh. yeah. Was... Like the moment shit hits the fan, Danny is like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is actually my fault. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was uh, really sad because it's like, well, I mean, horror films. You want some people to die for sure, but like, yeah, the whole family are just kind of feeling like, damn, this is really sad. You it is, off. yeah, because it's not a bunch of like adults in the woods that could be smarter about this like it's a it's a family down on their fucking luck and they already have like shit to do like shit being thrown at them by life and then here's just one more thing that was actually another thing too i really enjoyed about this is um usually it's like who's gonna live <laughs> mm -hmm. someone always lives evil dead movies end with someone living um and usually it's really obvious in bruce campbell or with 2013 like mia it's very obvious mia is gonna make it out um but this one i i genuinely wasn't sure mm -hmm. and then as the kids started dying i was like oh i really don't know who's gonna yeah. get through this because the kids aren't safe um i actually had a couple ideas for how it was gonna end and i liked how it ended but uh i really really thought uh either cassie or the, oh my god the main character's name the end Beth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bethy Boo. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure which one of them were going to make it, but I thought for sure one of them had to die. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I thought it was going to be really brutal. And after I uh, Beth mince meets the multi-legged creature, mm -hmm. um, and you see K uh, Cassie, Casey? Casey. Cassie. Cassie, yeah. and Cassie like eyes covered crying I thought for sure that she was going to like lift up Cassie's head and Cassie was going to be a dead eye and, oh. and Beth would have to do like the unthinkable with her niece um, but then it didn't happy ending I was yeah. like oh, this is, this is yeah. nice we got two of them how cool no you know what I did think that too not not that specific series of events but like the the littlest one is gonna get fucking dead eyed in. Yeah. And... So it's like yeah, it's like Night of the Living Dead where it's like the kid gets possessed or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then and here here's my pitch for that version of this now. Now instead of a, a like another epic showdown, because you're just coming off that major peak, right? The little Cassie dead eye would be like like oh let's fucking rock and roll, right? But she's so little that Beth just picks her up and throws her into the little <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. Right? Like that would be very funny, but it'd be so fucked up. It'd be oh, so yeah. fucked up. I also, oh, too much. I don't think Beth could do it. Like I think, I think after everything, Beth was able to do it with um, her sister. 
-hmm. but she never actually she isn't the one that like initially tries to kill Bridget Mm -hmm. she's not the one that kills Danny Mm -hmm. or any of the other people like yeah after they become deadites she has to defend herself but she doesn't like defend like it's not until they're that amalgamation that she's like okay I'm actually going to like try to kill this thing yeah because they tie them up or like yeah tie them up like Danny's the one that ties up Bridget um and the one that uh like is actually like stabbing Bridget and setting her on fire um but if it's just Cassie and it's like after you think you've made it and you beat the big bad and then there's just this little child that I that has been depending on you this whole time I don't think Beth could have done it no yeah Beth could have just eaten herself into the grinder (laughs) yeah like it's it's a fun concept but yeah I I think we're all in agreement like that's not this movie, you know, and it's credit to Lee Cronin who wrote and directed, right? Um, he did mention like, he was really proud of like how much of the, the conflicts are just like narratively or thematically relevant, right? It's not just like in your face shock value stuff, like it's shocking shit. Um, yeah. Especially if like my friend who saw this movie with me the second time uh, was not that familiar with horror movies and, and not okay. like a big horror movie head, maybe you might have a more visceral reaction to this. I think we're all fine yeah. with it. We're like, yeah, this is on yeah. par with Dead. No problem. Yeah, like, I go out and have a soda course. after. Um, if this is like your first one and you're like, oh yeah, I like Scream or whatever, right? <laughs> like maybe just, nah. just just prep yourself a little bit. Um, but yeah, like the every conflict in the movie is like a fear of Beth and that she's not pregnant and now she has fears of motherhood. Is she going to uh, be a mother at all? Um, no, no conversation about like, whether or not she's gonna keep it, like maybe she's pro-choice. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, we, I, th- I think that maybe could have been a conversation. Maybe they're saving that for the sequel. You know, maybe maybe she's growing a little baby deadite, and then it's like that's the conflict there. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. But you know, um, maybe I'd be like, God damn, Beth hasn't been through enough, and now she has to give birth to something that, like that's gonna just tear out of her. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Maybe we don't do that because I like Beth. I like Beth as a character a lot. Um, Lily Sullivan kills it. She she's a great uh, yeah. final girl in this movie. Oh, and um, this is uh, Cassie's first role, right? Yeah. yeah. She killed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm always concerned about kids in horror movies, especially if it's like their first one. Um, and I know that there's like way like really creative ways that directors will record certain scenes without having to show like the full brutality of the horror to the kids that are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, not always. Like it was very clear that they scared the shit out of those kids. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you could see a lot of cuts were done in a way where you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure Cassie was not here for X, Y, or Z scenes. Um, which I think is a good way to probably go about doing horror with kids in it. Cause yeah. Yeah. Like I, um, I tend to like movies and, and images where it's like, there's not a lot of singles, especially with like an ensemble like this. And you don't mm-hmm. get a lot of like, wide shots of the entire family very often in this movie it's a lot of singles and I'm, I, I think you're right i think you're totally right it's absolutely because that's a, that's a little like eight-year-old girl or whatever mm-hmm. yeah you know it's yeah. a little that's a, that's intense for a kid so yeah don't I, I got like no kids. problem with that you know what i mean yeah 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 because like um i actually uh i had a friend who was in horror as a child actor and mm. uh we don't talk much any we don't talk anymore but uh, she told me that after being in those movies, because um, she was in, I think, two of them, 
she had so much trauma growing up like she was oh. terrified of the world and because like they didn't hide anything from her like they mm. they everything was like on set she saw everything happen and she said that like it really messed with her for a while and maybe that's not the case for every kid um but yeah i think i think there a lot of like the lack of wide shots of the family mm. is pretty much entirely when there's not gnarly stuff happening yeah yeah yeah, I think like the one wide I think of is like when they first see the mom and she's possessed. Um, mm-hmm. And then again, after they think she died and she, they're in the living room, right? There's like the eeny, meeny, miny, moe moment. Yeah, the eeny, meeny, my moment, yeah. yeah. And that's like maybe it until they're all covered in blood. And then it's like Cassie's never in the shot with them there. No. You know, like even when um, she defends herself with Stephanie and stabs Beth in the mouth not beth um bridget in the mouth right it's like you don't see them like in a wide together you know there's no like mm-hmm. there's no filling out the frame with like cassie one side the staff through the other and yep yeah it's probably why and i don't have a problem with that reason no. whatsoever no no um, keep kids kids as long as possible <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah don't 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 fuck up your your actors you know like there's everyone knows like you make an evil dead movie it's like it takes a lot out of you it's a lot of work because mm-hmm. there's like there's it's an very physical holy crap it. yeah, it's a lot super physical it's, cool it's a lot of effects work uh practical and digital um and it's just you're tossing people around for like two months of their yeah. lives yeah. it's a lot don't, don't, oh don't you're your actors, actors earning their paycheck um yeah. uh speaking of the effects um i i loved watching evil dead rise and seeing the prop design for the necronomicon Mm-hmm. That was so freaking good. Teeth, yeah, it has oh, teeth. the teeth. I was oh, and the blood to make the teeth just. <laughs> it was yeah, so good. Um, I thought the pages were really well drawn out. The illustrations on every single page were so cool. I need to find the artists that did those because they were very, very Dante's Inferno. And hmm. um, but it's hilarious because then this week I watched The Evil Dead and their Necronomicon is like a potato skin little like notebook this big (laughs) and it made me proud i was like oh wow look how far we've come Mm -hmm. in the design of this like really evil amazing book it looks the way it's supposed to look now and not like your school journal that you maybe just left in the damp basement a little too long like (laughs) it was really good the makeup was so solid in this movie and the set design i love The set design, holy crap, you learned everything about this like family just in their first walk through the apartments. Mm-hmm. And like scene. Oh my god, it was so so good. You knew exactly what everyone's thing was. You knew exactly like oh kind of ties them together, like they're a really artsy, fartsy kind of liberal family, just like living their lives. And you don't even question the like absence of like a spouse figure um, until Beth does. Cause you're kind of just like, yeah, single mom raising three kids in LA and yeah. this down apartment. Like, <laughs> yeah, shit happens. Um, and then when you find out that there's supposed to be a partner there, you're like, ah, frick. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you, I felt yeah. bad, you know, you, you care about these characters mm. and that's not always the case in evil dead movies. And a lot of them, you're just kind of like, yes, please die. You are mm. so annoying, <laughs> exhausting. So oh, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I really liked about like the family element too, um, is, is that like there's very little dialogue establishing like 
like you know you see it all the time and i'm not even gonna begrudge anyone because it's fucking hard but like you know like aren't you like they'll, they'll say something they'll come into conflict and be like well if i'm not your brother sister you know it's like to establish the familiar relationship and they're like well you should know this you're my mom and it's like we don't need that here like we just get right. it you know yeah no you 100 like uh in in the evil dead uh cheryl the one that gets possessed first i did not know until halfway through the movie that that is ash's sister yeah and because she literally says like you're supposed to take care of your little sister or something like that yeah. and i was like huh you're not just like a friend Mm-hmm. oh yeah. that's why he was willing to drive you got it okay that that makes sense <laughs> she comes um, back in the the show actually oh really yeah, yeah. yeah. i almost didn't want to bring that up just because like for people that haven't seen the show there's it, like it really does tie in like everything mm-hmm. really the, yeah. the that's, that's actually yeah. kind of cool lee majors yeah. is his dad yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah, pretty funny yeah um yeah but like you know when you're doing like a movie that's like 90 minutes you know you don't really need a lot of dialogue to establish relationships. What you need is like the blocking of the camera, the mm-hmm. the chemistry, and the set and art design. You know mm-hmm. that can inform so much. And like, it's not that it even does heavy lifting. It's just like that's kind of what you need when you have that little time. Yep. Yeah, ninety For pages a of a script For is a not a lot. Like, it, I think people will think like, oh, how am I going to write ninety pages? You'll write, fill out 90 pages real five fast. Scenes, <laughs> write five scenes of people talking to each other, like having an actual conversation, right? Easier said than done, maybe, but write five pages of people or five scenes of people talking to each other. You're you're more than halfway there now. Yeah. So, you know, be careful. Um, it, Yeah, I was just really impressed by that, too. And like, because it's not like a, a big set. Like it's a, it's a big apartment, you know, like in the mm. real world, it's like, I would like it's a to very live. friend's apartment yeah it totally oh that's the first thing that came to mind too I was like <laughs> I would like to live in something that sizable an apartment uh that close yeah. to LA but whatever movies totally not a gripe um but just the way they keep like covering the space like the, the lens choices and, like they're split diopters for days so I love stuff mm-hmm. like that like get me more of those dutch angles people on the internet don't seem to like <laughs> dutch angles I want an entire movie of dutch angles if I see the- a horizon line that's just flat yeah. Get out of here. I yeah. don't want to see that again. If they use it right, yeah. No, yeah, no, I just want to do it. There's too many movies now, Gene, where mm. they're just like, let's get coverage of people walking across a room. Let's get someone riding a bike. Oh let's no, get... I just I just meant oh. like the Dutch angles from like Avengers or like Thor no, or something. That's the best. That's my shit. Oh, Give it to me. Are bad. Give it to me. I, terrible. You know what's great? great is like a lot of like visual development artists uh like when when we're first learning um we want to do the dutch angles we want to do the really epic cool shots and then like our mentors and teachers will always be like can you just do like a good normal Mm -hmm. black horizon line and make that interesting before you try to just do that um because if that's not interesting it doesn't matter how much you tilt the camera it's still not going to be an interesting shot no that is totally correct and true and mm-hmm. everyone should get the basics down you should get the fundamentals down before you try other stuff yeah. i am in complete agreement with that second that feature said. film so now you can go for it you just go fucking crazy yeah you know um i would like some more spinning camera but i understand you know claustrophobic space maybe not the place for it i get it whatever mm-hmm. uh, that's that's not, again not a gripe it's just like i think of you know the Raimi cam the whoosh, swishy 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 mm-hmm. um yeah so i all that stuff was was super impressive uh i again not another gripe but like i kind of want the the white-eyed deadites i i think we get like 
some of it later from Bridget, but that's because she got yeah. burnt alive. Yeah. And then um, I think the the dead neighbor, the old dead neighbor, um, he had like bloodshot, but they were they were just white with like bloodshot. Mm-hmm. There was no like iris or anything like that. Um, when he opened his eyes and was like looking at Bridget. Yeah. Groupie. Uh, or not Bridget. Uh, Beth calling her a groupie. Okay. Uh, so he he lacked the like actual bloody yellow irises that we saw mm. with um the mom and i think danny mm. yeah but um oh actually uh small grape this isn't even my grape this is my brother's grape this was his first only oh, like his main criticism coming out of the this is the thing that broke his suspension of disbelief in this brutal horror movie um was... he gets out and we sit in the car and he's like you know what really killed it for me and i was like what and he's saying this jokingly but almost half serious he's like there's no way anyone would fit in those crawl vents above the building. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no way she was fitting in there. And even more so when she was a mixture of like four other people. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's a little too like, big. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's the thing. That's the thing that killed the suspension, <laughs> the disbelief for you. And he's like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been able to get in that room. Why well, did she just break down the door? She could. <laughs> I'm going to push back a little bit and say, like, because Deadites can, like, contort and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Like, in my, my brain, like, I never really questioned that. But in my brain now, I'm like, well, obviously, because she's a Deadite, she probably just, like, slithered through and, like, broke every bone in her body to be able to fit like that, right? Yeah. Just... Yeah. yeah. And then when she comes out, that's why she comes out like a little spider in the background. That's I true. love that. There's a lot of oh, that in this shot. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you yeah. see it, it's like, oh, no. And then, like, if you don't see it, but it's going to happen. And then you finally catch it before, like, the the scene changes or whatever it's like oh shit here it comes you know Ooh, floating floating bridget in the blanket that was That's great unsettling it was so good oh. I, I heard someone in the theater the second time i watched it so this is because i saw it at beyond fest early like the week before it came mm-hmm. out and then i saw it in a normal theater um and i heard someone go oh no 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 <laughs> that's everyone's feeling and then um I know it's not like a homage to this, but I loved the scene when um, uh, when Beth is listening to the recording and finding out that they are literally screwed and there's nothing she can do. Um, and you see her sister just doing her thing on the yeah, wall behind her. Yeah, I was like, you know what? That is the best scene in Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. So I was I was excited because um, I actually wasn't sure where. Uh, Oh my god! See, I remember everyone's name, but the mom's Kelly. Uh, the mom. Oh man, oh, shoot. I, forgot her name. I got the, I got the Ellie. Ellie, yeah. Ah, I was close. Okay, Ellie. Uh, I, I, you didn't know where Ellie was going to come out because you knew she went up in the vents. Um, so I appreciated that you had the double pressure of you have Bridget in her blanket following the other kids and then you have kelly somewhere in the vents you're just like oh shit yeah the tension building was really great i I see what you mean diego about like the the lulls and the peaks in tension because like yeah you do start off with some really hardcore brutal murder and tension in that opening scene and then you kind of die off for like a good 20 minutes um until it builds finally to the elevator scene and it kind of does that repeatedly um it is noticeable it's not doesn't make it unwatchable but i think that would probably be my only like gripe is like the pacing Mm -hmm. 
yeah um, that really is kind of like my only like if i have a hang up it's that like really yeah. like, it, it's yeah. such a great time in spite of like that little fit and start is all you know yeah. like if you're driving the car you feel if your car is like like resisting a turn of your power steering's off or something mm-hmm. you know and here it just feels like it, it needed a, a little tune-up is all mm-hmm. you know? but again like everything we're talking about like we, we clearly are, are kind of head over heels for this movie yeah it's yeah. good I'm, I'm surprised you showed it to someone as their first like <laughs> I would not I would yeah, maybe not. I literally came home and I told a friend you should not go to this movie you will not be okay <laughs> well because uh they were invited just like like casually um because mm-hmm. I saw with another friend too and they were like yeah sure I'll go and um I, I don't know if they want to be named but uh so I won't but it was just um it was very in hindsight very funny to see like because at first I thought they were like laughing along with the movie because it's you know it's funny and yeah. I laugh along with like movies I really enjoy because I'm like all right we're fucking doing it you know yeah mm-hmm. they were not laughing they were crying so that was uh yeah. that's when I knew the movie was working like yeah forever, it was a, it was a movie. scary movie uh actually another thing another movie uh, a horror movie has not done to me in a very long time I actually had a nightmare oh uh all my friends turned to deadites and were trying to kill me and i woke up at three in the morning like sweating and i was just like are you i am 30 years old yeah i'm not having a nightmare about this horror movie i just watched i i like i wasn't even like scared i was just annoyed (laughs) like that it was a good movie it actually like made me a little scared enough Mm. that i was had a nightmare about it which was impressive and made me feel like a little bitch Uh, could have been like (laughs) that was a good nightmare yeah, literally, I was well, like, "That's a good nightmare," but I'd like to go back to sleep now. Yeah, um, I uh, I did not have a nightmare. I haven't had a nightmare in a while, but I did actually have like an Evil Dead adjacent nightmare when mm. the trailers for this started coming out, mm-hmm. and mm. it it made me open Final Draft because I was like, <laughs> "All right, this is this is fucking there's juice yeah. here. I can feel it." You know, I'll tell Gene about it later. I'm seeing him. Later yeah, sure. This recording. Um, but Sounds yeah, cool. and then after I saw this twice, I was like, "Let me go back to that" because I got. Like the, the movie left me really creatively like invigorated. Like I had such mm-hmm. a great time watching it, and I was like, "Yeah, that that's what I want to do," <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I mean, I I guess I'll shout out the rest of the cast because the cast is mm-hmm. uniformly great in this. Um, yeah, really. I'll go are. from the youngest to the oldest. Uh, Nell Fisher plays Cassie. Yeah, it's wild that that's her first role. Really she is kills it. Uh, kills it. Gabrielle Eccles is Bridget. Uh, also fantastic. She did um, great. Mm-hmm. Morgan Davies as Danny, uh, the first mm-hmm. trans actor in an Evil Dead movie. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, he I killed think, it. Uh, on that, I think that's really cool because I, I know um, for some of the trans community, a big thing is just being cast as their gender, like, mm-hmm. and not having it be like, oh, it's because the character is trans that you are being cast in this role, which is good. And yes, trans actors should pick trans, trans characters, but. I love that Morgan Davies just got to play a big brother and that was mm-hmm. it. And that was the role. And unfortunately the big brother that got his whole family killed, but. <laughs> well, there's been yeah. a lot of like reclamation of like, no, 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 this is proper trans representation because he's just. You a, can a be dumb the dumb idiot. big brother. Yeah. Like that is, that is just who you are. Big brother. Like every other horror movie needs, you yep. know, it's like, there we go. That's, that's it. That's We're making it. progress. Yeah, take that, Congress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got nothing on Evil Dead Rise. Um, <laughs> Evil Dead Rise, the un, 
unexpected progressive movie of the year. It actually is kind of awesome. Yeah. Ally yeah. Lee Cronin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's Irish, not British, so I feel comfortable saying that. If he was uh-huh. British, I'd be like, let's see where this fucker falls in uh. all this shit. Yeah, um, Irish, Irish are pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congrats, Ireland. Um Alyssa Sutherland is the mother, the the iconic deadite now. I mean, that's the thing I think this one, like not to put them in a battle of which, but I think that's the thing that this has over 2013 Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Like Maggot Mommy became a thing like instantly because of that mm-hmm. trailer line. <laughs> you know, like it's a thing now online. Um, and, you know, internet culture is different from 10 years ago. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. you know, it's a, like Evil Dead 2013 became like the thing. Evil Dead Rise got hype, but it was uh, Mommies with the Maggots now that just like mm-hmm. took the fucking internet by storm. Everyone yeah. was like, I'm TikToks seeing that immediately. Yeah. Mommy, yeah. mommy, dead eye. People being like, people finding out things about themselves with that one line. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what I. <laughs> I, know, I, I just I'm thought sure, people were right. I am sure yeah, there probably. was a corner of the internet, 100%. That's just probably. like, Mommy, Maybe dead eye. Is after, my vibe, yeah. After that Resident Evil 8 thing with the tall vampire lady, oh, lady yeah. nothing surprises me anymore. Oh, no, people. of course not. Yeah. Yeah, big booba vampire lady. She's awesome. Yeah, she's everyone's favorite character, I guess. <laughs> um, I missed the boat on both of these things, I guess. Um, but... It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> you're okay. You're not. Yeah, it's not, it's, all right. it's not a boat you need to be on. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Elisa Sutherland is really remarkable in this, though. Mm. Like, I just the contortions she has to do that are like, a lot of them are not aided by practical or visual effects. She's just, yeah, he could just do that. I mean, I'm sure they had her on a rig for like the bathroom scene, for example. She's like, you know, hiding up, like, and um, screaming before she falls back into the tub full of water. But uh, yeah, she's fucking fantastic. She gives like an all timer horror performance in this. And then, of course, Lily Sullivan as Beth uh, kills it as the final girl. Um, she gets to go full Ripley at the end, you know, like even the soundtrack, it's got the, like, those tin drums from Alien mm-hmm. like from the James Horner score, where it's like, <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm so fucking, I was over the moon by that point in the movie. Like, I think after I saw the movie the first time, I'd referred to it as like the third act is what dreams are made of. Yeah. I completely stand by that. Yeah. There's really? So much is. Blood. <laughs> oh, man. They just get like splashed in blood, just like bathing in it. As they should, because it's yeah. not an Evil Dead movie if you're not at least covered in three bats of blood like hate to do that every day like makeup wise oh my god you know what i forget about that that you have to record these scenes over and over again and sometimes not in the same day so that is multiple days of being covered in probably very cold cold blood yeah Yeah, and have to get like reapplied like the the blood every take and uh, ah man yeah that must have been fucking awful um follow lee cronin's uh, uh twitter threads about the making of this movie um because he, he posts, like, images and he'll, like, give descriptions of, context, like... Context, yeah. Yeah, context for what was actually happening behind the scenes. And, you know, it, it sounded, like, miserable. They all seem to get along very well. But, you know, work is work. and Work mm-hmm. is work and work can be exhausting when you're doing yeah. it for hours covered in blood. Yeah. So um, he's got this great bit about how when, when Beth is knocking down the grate to get back to Cassie, right, for her Ellen Ripley moment, he was like... Like, they were just fucking burnt. So he was like, all right, I got you McDonald's. Suddenly, hmm. on the side of the grate, you're starving. That's your motivation. Fucking break through the, the grate, <laughs> and they got it like, like in one Donald. take, I think. Wow. <laughs> so, oh my god, her her wild eyed look when she I mean, it's just blood, and you just see the whites of her eyes just like bulging out of her skull, and like oh, 
yeah that that was that Incredible, was kind of yeah. that, that maybe that was doing something for me um, but... <laughs> so he does get it <laughs> yeah i mean for, for that one specifically um yeah the it's it's the best uh it's maybe yeah. the most fun i've had in the theater all year um any final Yet. thoughts i mean we could yeah. keep going forever <laughs> like that was awesome yeah. that was yeah, awesome we just end up rewatching the movie we just put it up <laughs> on the screen probably oh, God, i wish <laughs> no i just um, yeah oh god gene no i just i uh i really enjoyed it i'm glad there's another evil dead even if uh you know it's not for everyone i don't know some people had some like hot takes on it but it was like it's just nice to see another evil dead this is a good franchise it's a good horror franchise like of all the horror franchises most consistent i would say it's the one i don't think has a single miss even other franchises yeah. like well scream <laughs> alien I alien think. but i understand people don't let like... me talk about scream <laughs> yeah oh oh let's do scream really quick yeah. uh, and then we can talk about <laughs> ideas for for evil dead sequels because sure the, the movie does basically say like oh the evil's out there now like it's it's yeah. no longer contained yeah mm-hmm. necronomicon um, is still in that apartment building nothing happened yeah. with that mm-hmm. uh, and they established with this one that it can't be destroyed and there's supposed to be two other copies which maybe that's like 2013 is one of them yeah but... I, I think i think that's that's what it's supposed to be yeah and then the, yeah. the original one uh i guess necronomicon x mortis volumes, volumes, yeah. So, yeah the yeah. necronomicon x mortis is the first book yeah and then um, necronomicon oh i forgot the name that was of that. a lot of latin i, was, I remember yeah. like reading La- them <laughs> latin's a dead language it's fine no, no one's yeah. supposed to know latin anymore. for a reason mm-hmm. yeah because it's boring no um, <laughs> um yeah I, I guess uh yeah i guess last thoughts and then you could do a scream rant if you want uh but <laughs> I, I would say um there's a lot of talk about how, like how uh bruce campbell said he would not return to the character of ash after the yeah. cancellation of ash versus real dead he also just said in the the press lead ups to this that, like you know, if there was an idea for each of the final characters to maybe meet up, maybe that's something he'd be interested in. He said this. He wasn't asked about it. He was like, you know, you could do this if you have Mia from twenty thirteen, and he gives away that like Beth is the one that survives this one. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, Beth. Yeah. so I knew that. I, I knew she was going to be fine because <laughs> like, of this interview. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he seemed kind of excited about it. So like, yeah. never say never. I, and I think if that was going to be that, like all three of them meeting up, it definitely would be in the vein of comedy because, like, that's really the only reason you have all of these people yeah. come together. There has to be a gag happening there for for any reason. They just mm-hmm. all happen to move to the same city with their respective Necronomicons following them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, maybe save that one. You know, I think you could just do other Evil Dead's. You know, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. It's I'd a like formula see... that you can just keep doing. Like it's it's a dumb man finds thing that should not be read and or listened to, and then thing is read or listened to, much to the remorse of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, people die. Uh, someone dies first, very brutally. Uh, they're the ones that get possessed, and then no rhyme or reason. People start falling like flies, and then there's mm-hmm. the final girl or Ash. <laughs> yeah. I, I love yeah. I love that. There's the final girl or Ash. Or Ash. <laughs> that yeah. should be the tagline for that eventual team up movie. It'd be like the final girls, dot dot dot, and Ash. And Ash. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see like retired Ash come out for like one last outing because he kind of uh yeah ends the character in this show. So 
yeah. I need, to, I need to watch the show. After I graduate, it's on my list. It's just, I don't pick up shows while I'm in school, so it's just... No, no. It's all right. Totally understandable, yeah. But... Um, yeah. I, do you have something about Scream? I saw I saw you, like, jump up with that. That's why. So I introduced uh, a friend to Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, she had never seen it. And she's my best friend. Uh, she actually came to your dead memory screaming, mm-hmm. Jean, uh, Charmaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she'll care about being named, but... Uh, she had never seen Scream, and I was like, this is a piece of, like, cinematic history. Like, you have to watch Scream. Scream. Even if you don't like horror movies, you should watch Scream. And she loved it, and she enjoyed it a lot. She jumped a couple times, um, which is fun, because you've watched it, like, a hundred times. It's just a movie to you. Yeah. Um, but then it made me kind of, like, go and start rewatching all the other Screams. Um, and I just watched Scream 5. Mm. Um because I was like, oh, Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox. <laughs> yes, give me give me all the OGs. And I actually enjoyed it. Hmm. I enjoyed it. I I thought it was fun. I went in definitely expecting it to be absolute trash because uh, yeah. I did not enjoy Scream 4. <laughs> no! Oh, I was like biting four, my yeah. tongue. But I, it's four, fine. Actually. It's fine. Scream 4 is yeah. fine. It's definitely better than 3 definitely better than two mm. but uh it just i didn't love scream four um but i actually really enjoyed scream five and maybe that's in poor taste um mm. but it made it actually made me want to go watch scream six i'm gonna go scream it stream it like this yeah weekend. you should definitely check that one out for sure yeah, yeah. i scream five's okay yeah it's i okay. i hated scream five but i i also <laughs> kind of like worship the craven run like i i think mm-hmm. one is peak yeah i think four for sure is right next to it and then i i love two and three even though those are very flawed movies i think they're very interesting and like they are very interesting yeah. and two two is actually i enjoy two a lot i could not remember anything from three me neither when's the last time you <laughs> james watched silent it? bobber in it yeah like it, it's it's just full-on campy you know it's sort of yeah. like on nightmare on elm street it's like it starts off serious and then yeah. by nightmare five a movie i also love is like just fucking there's like a freddie baby and shit and it's just like his opening line in that movie is like it's a boy like it's pure comedy by that yeah. point right oh, okay yeah. okay i feel okay. like scream like, three is kind of that but it's like scream three is also really meta because it's on the yeah. set of one of the stab movies right mm-hmm. yeah it's a movie that's, what, like, that's the, the only thing i remember making. and yeah it, it's it's ridiculous but that's what i kind of love about it you know but and that then, is also yeah. literally a shout out to Nightmare on Elm Street having one of their movies yeah. be on the set of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I think that was Last Nightmare, right? Or something like that? Uh, I don't uh, New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. New Nightmare, yes. New yeah. Nightmare. They're literally on the set of an Elm Street movie. Yeah. Very yeah. meta. Um, I think there were things about Five that were fun. Um, like the little conversations about elevated horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought they were they were silly and they were fun. Also, I think it's it's because they actually had like very teenagers kids play teenagers and they acted like teenagers. Um, whereas, like I I enjoyed four, but I feel like sorry, this is not becoming great. Never mind. No, 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 it's totally no, fine. I mean, we're, we're like we're basically a horror podcast at this yeah. point. Like we're, yeah. we're not, but like we kind of are. We just keep like we also enjoy better. other movies that are really well done. Um, yeah. And that does not always mean that they are horror movies. Yeah. What, yeah, like, yeah, what did no. I just see? I just here, here. I'll toss something out to the the public, but I'll also I'll, before I do that, I'll also say as again, like the apparently the one of the, one of the premier Scream Five haters on Twitter, like 
because I really did not respond to that movie well at all. I loved Scream Six, mm-hmm. so I so hope I'm you know what? I'm gonna literally watch yeah, it because Scream Five made to. me be like, okay, I don't, I enjoy it, but now I want to see Scream Six. I want to see them in New York. I want to see what happens to these sisters because I am attached to them. <laughs> you will mm-hmm. like Scream Six. I had okay. such a good fucking time at that movie, and mm-hmm. I again, I did not enjoy the previous one. It feels like different people made it in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, see, now I'm excited. Now it's gonna be amazing because if I mm-hmm. enjoyed. To any degree, Scream Five. That means I'm gonna freaking love Scream Six. Yeah. Okay. So I was looking like at my letterbox just to see like what did I see recently that wasn't horror related that I could really like go to bat for. Dungeons and, and Dragons. Like, it's like a Guy Ritchie movie that no the one Covenant? saw, and I enjoyed it. No, Operation Fortune. Oh yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, I did too. But it's like you know the Ukrainian bad guys, hmm. and then like it was they didn't know you know when they were making that movie they didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, everything else has been horror related yeah. and beef which has a horror public campaign right now or horror mm. publicity campaign but um, it's a good show if you uh, maybe mm-hmm. don't google anything about it and that's what I will end off on there um, mm-hmm. Allison thank you for joining us thank uh, you I'm sorry thank you. <laughs> no, no, we segued I mean, a little too aggressively it's all right. oh no we just do that It's that's on us don't worry about it you, you've been fantastic um, is there anywhere people could find you, your work online? Um, Not yet, but I'll let you know. Um, we're working on portfolio stuff. So I, oh, cool. I'm definitely one of those people where like, if it's not good enough, I don't want the world to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, actually, no, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I haven't posted since the pandemic started, um, but I will start posting again this summer. I'm going to post some stuff from school and then personal work. So you can find me at art on instagram if you would like to follow me there uh, that's pretty much it though <laughs> oh thanks for swinging by i hope we didn't keep it too long uh link down to that below in the descriptions uh gene bye i don't know <laughs> what, do you, what do you got I don't he's know like what i'll happened, see you later right? for drinks <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah i don't know what happened to my brain right there uh right. where people no no where would people find you find me at g9892 on twitter and instagram yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram as well uh, check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. Where um, the week this is coming out, you're getting a new podcast interview or retrospective every day. Um, so just go check that out. That's what I'll say right now. Go go stay tuned because there's there's stuff. I we we did two interviews, one solo, one with Gene. Um, it's a lot of fun. The the yeah. failed award contenders retrospective uh, failed. Uh, critically but maybe not in our hearts yeah is um that's that's winding down and we're prepping for uh oh there you're gonna have a little star wars thing this week there's mm. a star wars thing matt and i did we have thoughts um mm. we're not unhappy uh mm-hmm. what's the star wars thing but some we, we talk about stuff that makes us happy too and that's important okay. me yeah. more so but it's important to get that out there because i don't want to just be angry person online yeah because no. there's enough of that already mm-hmm. which is why um, you have this podcast you can talk yeah, about you evil dead rise and how much you freaking loved it yeah it's i'm gonna watch it again on tuesday night so <laughs> all right thank you again uh, everyone for joining me thank you for listening like and subscribe if you didn't like this episode like and subscribe anyways because you might find something you do like we have been professionally unprofessional. professional